This is Keeping Up the Conversation, an unscripted podcast. And now, here's your hosts, Tori and Big Ken. Follow Keeping Up the Conversation on Facebook at KUTC Live. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Keeping Up the Conversation. I am your host, Miss Tori, and here with me is my ever-present and silly and crazy co-host, Big Ken. What's up? Hello. <laughs> Back from Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah. One week yeah. away from the show was too yeah. much. Yeah, but Thanksgiving just was not Thanksgiving. It was. What is, it was. What, yeah. I mean this. This pandemic is putting a it's putting a hurting on everything. I like know. Thanksgiving was one of those things that you looked forward to. You know, you wanted to eat, you wanted to spend time with the family and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Some of y'all still did all that, but not me. <laughs> I know, yeah, no, I I, I went stayed in the house. Yeah, I, I you know I went to see my my mother in law, and I went to see my mom, and that was about that was about it. Um, I had to pick up my son from college, but. That was it. I didn't, yeah, didn't go out, didn't do anything. And, mm. uh, but, you know, I did watch the Tyson fight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, so, you know, I, wait, you know what? Before we get to that, remember off air, I told you I was going to tell you about my wig experience, right? So, oh, hold on. You know, but you got to set the precedence. <laughs> the, last, the last episode we had before break was. <laughs> With a young lady, and she told us all about wigs. Mm-hmm. And Tori lacks what we call wig confidence. <laughs> like she can't wear wigs. She had this confident thing. It. Like she thinks people are gonna look at her crazy because she's got on a wig. She thinks people are gonna know she has on a wig. So yeah. that's the preference to. I mean, that's the the you know the the, the full story. You know, before we get to her comments yeah. coming. But go ahead, Tori. Go ahead. Okay, so Mr. Big Ken. I still lack wig confidence. So, you know, I was talking to you uh, right before the uh, Thanksgiving break, and I said, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to order these lights, which apparently you see they're still all jacked up. Um, I don't I don't know. I have too many lights. Anyway, that's a whole other story. And so when I ordered the lights, I also said I'm going to go and I'm going to order me a wig. I ordered one that was like similar to my hair, except for not right now. And so, you know, there was no one in in the, you know, the bathroom while I was putting it on and I just wanted that space to myself. So I put it on and I asked my 10 year old, I said, how did this look? And there was a, there, there was a delayed response. <laughs> there was a delayed response. So, and then he's like, oh, okay. looks nice. So that was it. And then he ran out. So I asked my husband and I said, you know, how does this wig look? And he's like, like a wig. And, uh, <laughs> and so here's my confidence just going slow, slow, slow. And he's yes. like, look, look, when I married you, you had all this hair. And now you're putting a wig on top of all that hair. It, it's pointless. And all right. So I asked my other son who's who's um, home for the holidays. And so um, I said, <laughs> I said, what do you think about this wig? And he said, it looks like a hat. 
<laughs> wow. At least they were honest. At least they were honest. Yeah, though. And they were honest. And I said, but, and he's like, it's so, I was like, but my hair is just like this. So how does this look like a hat? How does it look like a wig? And he said, because I know it's a wig and that's not your hair. And so, and he's like, why don't you just wear your natural hair? And I said, because I, I don't, I don't have it straight right now. And it's this big old ball of natural hair. He's like, there you go. Natural hair. So I took the wig off and this is what we get. So. Well, see, what you have to do is you have to put the wig on and then don't bring attention to it. Just walk around like it's your hair, like it's no different. And then you allow people to point it out to you, like in your house. Like when you go and you ask them, how does this look? Like they look at it and that brings <laughs> attention to it. So you okay. want them to notice it on their own. So try it again. I'm going to try it again. Different. And All don't right. bring their attention to it and just see how long it takes them to notice that you have on a wig. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. If mm -hmm. I decide to wear a wig one day on the show, mm -hmm. well, you know, we meet, you know, about 30 minutes before the show starts. Mm -hmm. If I decide to wear a wig before the show, will you say, um, no? I mean, or... yeah, if it looks bad, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be like, nah, that's not, that's not the move. That is not the move. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Like, I will tell you. I will definitely tell you. Hey, yeah. you know, I got to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I got to be honest. Honesty is the best policy. So, you know. Yeah, and you're you right. Know. And, you know, you're you're absolutely right. And I, and I do appreciate, you know, my family for telling me that. But, you know, when I put the wig on, my confidence was up here. And then, you know, we talk about wig confidence. So it went all the way back down. So now I got to start over. So I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to wear the wig. I'm just going to come on the show in our pre-production and you bring it to my attention. If you don't say anything, then hey, I'm a roll with the how. No. However, you can't just let me come on the show and make a fool out of myself. You can't, I'm never you can't just say, that. I'm going to let her go. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to do that. Don't worry. I'm never going to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah, All right. So we we good. Saying, we good no, with I, that. I, yeah. I hate fighting with my hair, but Hey. You're gonna boost that wig confidence. Oh, I need to. I need some. I, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna do. Yeah. I know it's like. I was like Danae said when we talked to her. Um, you know, she's the owner of um, the wig boutique in California. She said, you know, just wear it to the mailbox and back. I may have to do that. Then I'm gonna be all mad if nobody sees me. But you know what? Hey. You just have to rock with it. Yeah. You rock with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was talking about fighting my hair. Let's talk about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Got some so, hot you know, yes, the hot topics, you know. All right. So Tyson is 54. Roy Jones Jr. is 51. And they fought this past weekend. And, you know, of course, Tyson looking in all his splendor and glory in the in the ring came out with with some aggression and he landed a couple shots. And yeah, Jones fought too. But Tor here's what we talked about his shorts, y'all. Tori yes. talked about Mike Shorts. I'm like, get off of Mike Shorts. Those no, are the tra no. traditional black joints that he wore when he was fighting back in the 90s. So let Mike make it. You know what I'm saying? Let Mike do his thing. You know, Ken, so <laughs> they were just, okay, so he, I don't remember what, I remember he was, you know, a big ball of muscles when he fought. You know, I, I never missed any of his fights. I don't remember his shorts being that big. And so, which means I don't know how much he weighed back then. You know, I know he lost 100 pounds, which 
a hundred pounds. Yeah. So I don't know, but before, when he came, when he came out and I saw his shorts, I was like, Oh my goodness. I don't know what this fight is going to be about, but it had nothing to do with the shorts. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was wonderful. And you know, here's what, here's what's funny though. Okay. So I'm like, you know, I know we, I know we got to roll on, but I gotta tell you something. So I was um, watching the watching the fight. You know how the, the how the post the post fight stuff, and so Mike Tyson said, "Listen, <laughs> he's like, I can't stop smoking weed. You know, I smoke weed before I fought. I smoke I smoke weed after I fought. Um, he's like, it's just me. It's part of me, and it's you know, it's medicinal. I I." <laughs> I guess so. And he said, I want to tell you what he said. He said, listen, I can't stop smoking. He said, I smoke during fights. I just have to smoke. <laughs> and then he said, I'm sorry. I'm a smoker. I smoke every day. I never stop smoking. It's just who I am. And then he said, it has no effect on me from a negative standpoint. But here's the kicker. He said, I am going to die smoking weed. There is no explanation. There's no beginning and there is no end. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for for some people, you know, to each his own, you know, first of all, just talking about the fight in general, like I felt like Mike um, exceeded my expectations, oh, you know what I'm sure. saying, from 100%. what I have been seeing, right. you know what I'm saying, over the years and for him to come in, you know, to have lost that weight, to come in and fight like he did, like he exceeded my expectations and you know what Roy did was kind of was kind of close to what I thought. Right. You know what I'm saying he would do, and but like Mike, Mike came in and he was hitting Roy with some power shots. And I oh, don't yeah. think a lot of people, you know, a lot of common people who watch boxing, they look at you know the, the when guys get hit in the face and the head, <laughs> and that's the ones they look at. But Mike was throwing some body shots. Yeah, those he body had those shots. body shots. <laughs> yeah. Body yeah, shot took a toll on Roy, and I'm telling you, <laughs> if you saw Roy at the breaks, he was like, oh. "Yeah, yeah," and you know, and that's what that's what really like concerned me because I was wondering, like, okay, is he gonna is he gonna make it? You know, and 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 just like the the pre fight, one of the things he said because they interviewed him before the fight, he said, "Um, you know, we're working on some stuff." Him, and his camp said this. You know, we're working on some stuff. I have some stuff. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. And so when when he got in the ring, one of the things I was thinking about, okay, so I can pretty much guess that the thing that they were working on was the no look punch because he did that a couple of times. And I know when he fought before he did that a little bit, but he did it a lot. And I think it was nah, to he avoid did. He did, did he do that, that a lot? He did that a lot when he was fighting. I think they were working on the song that he came into personally. Really? I think you think they so? Spent most, <laughs> that's what they spent most of their song, <laughs> most of their time See? making that song. Okay. See, maybe, I don't, maybe I don't remember because I know that when he fought, he would fight. Every now and again, I thought I saw the no-look punch, but he did it a lot. And I think that he was trying to avoid that Iron Mike blow. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was clearly trying to get away from Mike or trying to keep Mike close enough where he couldn't load up and and punch him. But I'm telling you, you go back and look at that fight. I looked at it twice, and he landed some some heavy punches on Roy, man. And I was like, I, yeah. I, I hope Roy woke up the next morning with some ice. Some ice around the <laughs> ribs in that midsection because he took some damage. <laughs> yeah, he he did. I like I like at the end of the fight where when he said that everybody was so worried about 
um, everybody was so worried about Roy. What about me? You know, yeah, he's like, that was funny. <laughs> but before we move on, we, okay, we would right. be remiss not I to mention, okay, go ahead. not to mention, yo, <laughs> my guy, Nate, I love Nate. I love the stuff that he does with his YouTube. Um, very charismatic guy. Um, I love the stuff that he does with his kids. I love them, you know, as a basketball player and everything that he's in, you know what I'm saying? He always has a great energy about him and I get what he was trying to do, you know what I'm saying? As a whole. Uh -huh. But when he took that first swing, I was like, Oh my God, this guy's about to yeah. get knocked out. Like I knew yeah, it. He, yeah. just, he just didn't look like he was prepared. And oh, yeah. as, as that, that round went on, I was like, man, is he gonna make it? Because I think they were only fighting like six rounds. I think they were fighting six rounds. They were, yeah, they were fighting six rounds. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! But I'm telling you, the first knockout, I was like, okay. The second knockout, I was like, oh man! And then he came right back and got knocked out. Man, cold. I just and yeah, you know, and man, social media is so quick. As soon yeah. as he was knocked, I mean, I got on social media. I saw stuff from you. I saw stuff from other people. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> yes, As soon as he yes. hit that mat, I, I already knew. I said, this is about to be a meme. This is about yeah, to be a meme was, immediately. Uh, so, was, uh, I mean, but that's but that's what happens now. Anytime you do anything in the public eye mm -hmm. and it doesn't go so well, you can rest assured the ridicule is coming. You know, the opinions are coming. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, it just is what it is. This is a day in the times that we live in. So we just have to embrace it and know that it's there. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I, I I wonder if, you know, when I was uh, back to my hair really quick, when I was growing up, you know, I always thought that I had like this little bitty head and I knew it. Well, I didn't think that I knew I had a little head and then I had all this hair. And so for the longest time, my brother and my sister used to call me a Chia pet. And so, and then like one year recently for my, for my birthday, he sent me a picture of a Chia pet. <laughs> He's like, do you remember this? So, oh. you know, social media sucks sometimes, but you know, your pet, your pet's cool. It could be, it could, <laughs> could be a troll. You know what I'm saying? So you can't call you a troll. There's a troll or something That's like true. that. Hey. That's true. All right. So anyway, business spotlight. So every week we profile a successful small business in our business spotlight. This week we are once again, shining the light on the plain site app founded by James Chapman. The Plain Sight app is a social networking platform for you to meet like-minded people in your area at virtual and physical spaces. Also, the Plain Sight app is looking for content creators. If you love writing about events going on around you and your community, visit plainsight.app and get paid for each article you submit. You'll learn more about the Plain Sight app today because James Chapman is our special guest. To apply to have your business appear in the business spotlight go to KUTC live on Facebook and complete the form in our about section so yep, yep. yeah you know anyway I love I love I love entrepreneurship I love I love business and we know. that's why I'm you know <laughs> do I say that a lot I say that all the time huh? <laughs> 
Well, you know what? I'm just going to move on. So um, our guest today spearheaded the launch of the Quicken Loans Detroit Demo Day, which is an annual entrepreneur pitch competition for Detroit-based businesses. And in just three years, the program provided nearly $3.5 million in funding to businesses, most minority and women-owned. Now he is uh, on a new journey uh, with the launch of his app, Welcome to the show, James Chapman. And now, as Detroit's best and brightest compete for their share of $1 million. That's right. Rocket Mortgage Detroit Demo Day is back. We're celebrating the trailblazers who defied the odds and started something new or pivoted to find a better way. Please join us as we disrupt the plastics industry. The pillars of our community that are giving everything to keep their business going strong. Did you have this much energy before you started this company? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the innovators who are continuing to show that the next big thing is coming from right here in the deep. They're tough. I felt like I was in Shark Tank or something like that. Watch to see if your favorite business walks away with the cash at this year's Detroit Demo Day. James Chapman. <laughs> oh, what's going on, everybody? How are you guys? Good, hey. good, good, good. I am good. so glad. I, I know you're on the road, and it makes me appreciate you even more for joining us. I'm so glad that you were able to stop for a second and chat it up with us and let us know what you're doing and what you have going on. So once again, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. I, I appreciate you guys. So, sorry for, for me being traveling and not not having as as much of a luxurious <laughs> backgrounds as you guys have. Right now. Uh, but but you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur and, and we we do what we can with what we got. So oh, uh, we don't make it happen. For sure. That's right. That's right. Now, I really um, well, first, I have to say real quick. So um, Big King, because I don't even think I told you, um, James and I met um, as entrepreneurs do um kind of just networking on on a platform and we connected with each other and um you hate to say this but he's black in tech and i am black in tech and i think that um, black in technology i think that you know it's it's one of those fields that's just not really inhabited you know by you know for sure black women and let alone just black people in general and so uh to connect with him has been you know has been really really great and we talk uh, once a month, just about, you know, about business, how he's, how is he doing and how I'm doing and, and it's been a great connection. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be in his circle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I saw your post on that form. I forget even which form it was. And, and you look like you were doing interesting work and, uh, just been, been collaborating and, and having conversations that ever since. And so, um, when, when you told me about, you know, this opportunity, um, I, I I couldn't say no, so I'm I'm glad to just ha have a chance to be able to chop it up with you guys for a little bit and share stories and and all of that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So so um, I have to say that you're doing a phenomenal job um, in the field of community building and entrepreneur networking, working, which is absolutely necessary right now, especially with a lot of businesses kind of having to, you know, change the way they change the way they do business. Right. So um, so I right. appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's definitely tough for for entrepreneurs and, and business owners during this time. Um, yeah. This time, like no other, is very unprecedented. You never know what to expect. Everything changes by the week. It seems like 
Um, yeah. And it's very, very challenging right now. And so, you know, we got to stick together. We got to build oh, yeah. community. We got to share yeah, resources for sure. um, for in sure. order for us to get on, a, get on a better side of this thing. Yeah, for sure. Now, before um, we get into the your new startup, yeah. uh, the Plain Sight app, for those that don't know you, um, where are you from? Where are you now? Um, yeah. You know, give us a little bit about all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, born and raised. Um, I, I've been, I moved to Detroit, um, about four and a half years ago. Um, and when I was in Chattanooga, I started a, a co-working space for side hustlers. So the space was open between 6 PM and midnight because people who are working on their side hustle usually were doing it from home alone. Um, and I just wanted to have a concentrated space for those people to be able to come and share ideas and share resources and collaborate with each other and the space started doing pretty well. Um, some stakeholders in the Detroit community invited me up to help with their entrepreneurship ecosystem. Uh, and, and the video clip that you show as I was coming in was from the work that I did in Detroit um, in building Detroit Demo Day, an annual $1.2 million for entrepreneurs in the city to be able to receive anywhere between fifty dollars and $300,000 for their business. Um, as well as, of course, it's a big celebration and, and a show. A lot of people come out. We had, Due to COVID this year, we had to pre-record everything. Uh, but we still pushed out a million dollars to entrepreneurs that, that wow. really did it during this time and, and gave them a spotlight. So um, that you know, that's where I'm from. Um, that's what I've been doing in Detroit uh, prior prior to starting Plain Sight. Okay. Now, of course, we're gonna get back a you know circle back around to Detroit uh, Detroit Day because I I really love it. But just kind of tell us about the Plain Sight app because yeah. um, I, I I really like it. I really like it a lot. So just kind of tell us about. Yeah. The thank app. you. So with uh, with Detroit Demo Day, you know, it's all about connecting. Um, entrepreneurial-minded uh, people and entrepreneurs to uh, monetary capital. And the Plain Sight app is about connecting people to human capital, right? So like we are all where we are because we make great connections along the way. We talk to people, we've networked with people, people have opened doors for us. Um, and without a strong network, um, then you, you're not gonna be able to uh, achieve all of the things that, that you possibly can achieve in life, right? You gotta have people um, who you can connect with um, that's going to be able to give you opportunities and expose you to different things. And that's really what Plainsight is about. So uh, it's, it's a mobile app for you to download. You can check in at different spaces with different people that you share interests with. Um, you can find people based on their skills, interests, and professions in your area and be able to connect and network with them in real time. So uh, the comparison I give everybody, you know, says like what's different between you and LinkedIn? LinkedIn is for adding people to your network that you already know, right? Right? Like we know each other, so I may go back and add you on LinkedIn so we can stay in touch. Plain Sight is all about connecting you to people that you don't know, but uh, connecting you based on the things uh, that you have in common and the things that are complementary to each other. Now, the now the the Plain Sight app it 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 wasn't writ original. Was it originally like this? Because I know mm -hmm. that uh, COVID may have kind of forced you to kind of pivot a little bit. So I kind of want you to tell us about that. But the Plain Sight app, um, was it originally sort of like a relationship management tool for hiring and, and kind of letting people uh, collaborate? Or is, yeah. is that? Is, okay. Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, when we launched Plain Sight last October, it was really for networking events, co-working spaces, 
Um, we have a partnership with Delta. So every Delta Sky Lounge in the country is listed on Plain Sight for those people to go to these actual like high density, high population, fast paced environments, you know, and be able to like check in and essentially see the business card and the business profile of everybody who's in the room with you at one time. Right. So that was the original goal. But when COVID hit in March, and it's so funny, we were actually planning to go down to South by Southwest and activate yeah. the Austin Sky Lounge during South by, right? Because Delta gives us the permission to go into any Sky Lounge of our choosing once a month for a week at a time and activate that lounge. But uh, long story less long, that's what it was really built for, right? It was built for physical spaces that are fast paced and you be able to see who's in at a networking event. So like, you know, we go to these networking events and we end up talking to the person standing next to us at the bar just because like that's who's closest to us. And the real person that we want to talk to is probably halfway across the room and we leave and never know it. Right. So that was the problem that we were really solving is allowing you to have that exposure in these set environments. But now now that COVID's hit, man, and everybody's at home. Uh, I'm starting to think that we're even more valuable to people now than ever, because how do you network? How do you make new connections if you're if you're stuck at home? Right. Uh, and so we're creating both virtual and physical spaces on a platform for people to be able to check into, see who's all around you and then con connect and collaborate with with those people. So uh, one of the things that we ask you when you create a profile is like, who are you looking for? Uh, and based on what you put in your profile, whenever somebody that has that expertise checks into a space around you, we'll send you a notification so that you can easily be able to spot those people and connect with them. So we try to take the work out of the networking. So, so I'm so with the, oh, oh, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, go ahead. I got one quick question. So yep. with 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 the information that you just gave us, um, can you talk about the name itself, Plain Sight? Because I think I have an idea of yeah. kind of how that came about, but I want you to tell the people like, <laughs> where did you even get the name Plain Sight from, and how does that tie into what you what you got going on? Yeah, I, I never really <laughs> talk about how we got to the name much. So, so uh, Big Ken, that that's a good question too. That is um, a good question because I so, don't even know. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, my my lead investor um, is Dan Gilbert, owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, rocket mortgage etc cetera, etc cetera, right and so he and i were talking um the way i pitched it to dan i said yo dan an uh, angel investor and a startup founder both are in the same coffee shop at the same time they compliment each other on each other's glasses they walk out the doors and they never actually talk because you know how are you supposed to know they're kind of like hidden in plain sight and right and so like like that was the whole reason behind it until one day he texts me and said like we should call it hips hidden in plain sight and i told him i'm not i'm not walking around i'm not walking around with a thing I'm, like, like I'm, not, I'm not yeah i'm not doing that I'm not. So, so that was like i was like how about plain sight you know what i'm saying and so that that's how the name came about it's from like this concept of like the people that you really want to connect with are probably right there in front of you. You just have no idea. Um, and so making that visible uh, is, is really what, what we're going about. So that's how we came up with the name. So so someone with um, with, I guess, a, maybe a bio, you would say, similar to mine visits my favorite coffee shop or um, like like how do I know when like how do I know when to make a connection? Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so when you create your profile, um, you can add in your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your Twitter, your website, your skills, your interests, what you're looking for. And so now that we have all of that data, then we can start the matchmaking process with other people who are around you. Um, you can also at any given time make a post on Plain Sight. And so we categorize the posts as well. So we, we try to get super, super careful about the curation 
uh because we just don't want people just like blurting out or, or like trying to be too salesy and that kind of stuff on the platform so when you make a post you have to categorize it by news inspiration need help offering help you know what i'm saying and so all those are the types of things that you're posting about and so we're super super careful about how we curate oh, okay. those connections so that you can easily find the type of people that you're looking for and then the type of spaces uh, that have the type of people that you're that you're looking for we call it finding your tribe okay oh i yeah i did i did see that on your website yep. um yep. so so this change right here was kind of made as one as part of the pivot the change you had to make during um because of the pandemic so will you continue yep. to use the change you made because of covid once all signs point to to more in-person networking uh, yeah on the on the better side yeah you know um tbd to be honest with you like i said man th things change week by week with with the state of the world right now and so it's really hard to 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 map that out um i do think that having virtual spaces is something that's going to be um very valuable to us and to our users throughout this pandemic uh wh whether we'll keep virtual spaces on the platform or not once you can actually go out into some of these physical spaces not quite sure yet you know we'll, we'll see uh but we've got some great partners so for example like general assembly i don't know if you guys have heard of general assembly or not yeah. they have like a lot of coding classes and like these different classes for people to take they um have listed a virtual um space on our platform for their alums to be able to check in and network with each other they want to run their networking events through their their virtual space so we actually have a, a an event that i'm on i'm doing with them on the 10th um where people are going to be watching via zoom but checked in on plain site right so they can network okay. before during and after that event because right now when general assembly reached out they were like yo we do these zoom events and then after the zoom event is over we tell we send out a, a google spreadsheet and say put your linkedin link Put what you're uh what you can help somebody with and what you need help with and and our platform already does all of those things so, oh, okay. so that's kind of how that relationship for i think you know i think that that's really awesome because i i attend a lot of virtual uh, networking events and one of the things that uh you know that always happens is that when we connect with people there i'm not going to mention the name but they're on this one platform and when you get on this one platform it's like a whole just you know you have all these entrepreneurs and and you know people that are that have their business start you know new startups which is wonderful right. but it's like this whole string of stuff you got to kind of filter through it and it got to the point where i said you know i'm not i can't i can't do this as an entrepreneur i don't have time to be going through <laughs> all you know through all of this and you know figuring out who who matches with me and what i'm doing and so i think yeah, that what beautiful. i think plain sight offers a awesome platform for people like me to uh to connect with yeah. uh you know so yeah you know yeah. i i I love the idea of you connecting with entrepreneurs, you know, well, connecting entrepreneurs with resources, um, which brings me kind of back a little bit to the Detroit Demo Day. Uh -huh. You have a partner, um, the demo, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Detroit Demo Day is, is in a partnership with Quicken Loans. So, right, you have to kind of tell everyone how this works, because I think it's totally awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage, wh whichever you want to call them, they they put up the cash for this. Um, they're they're based in Detroit. They care a lot about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. Uh, and so I when I pitched them the idea of doing like a pitch competition for Detroiters by Detroiters, uh, for people to be able to receive that sort of cash. And and the thing about our our pitch competition, you know, usually when you see demo days and these big pitch competitions with this kind of money, it's all tech, right? It's everybody, right. you know, folks like me that have these apps and they're pitching these apps and that kind of stuff but with demo day it's coffee shops it's bakeries it's barber shops it's you know maybe some people do have some technology apps and that kind of stuff but it's a true it's a, it's a true depiction of what entrepreneurship looks like in, in the city of detroit which is what i think makes it makes it really really cool because you know it being industry agnostic now you get a, a real celebration and you invite people to the table and you have people who have who have never had a chance to pitch their company for that much money be able to pitch you know and share that same stage and, and get that experience and so that's really what I, what I'm more um, thankful for to be able to to create a program like that is just giving people the exposure and the opportunity uh, in addition to the cash. So so that's how the relationship works with them. They they put up the cash. Um, they you know take care of the production and all of that kind of stuff for us. Um, and then we we run the operational side. Yeah, I think that's you know that's a a, a totally awesome program. I I know that when you know I was trying to find, you know, just kind of like what you're doing, what you're up to. That was yeah. one of the things that that popped up. And I was like, oh, what is this? And so I see these people like, you know, coming up the stairs and, you know, then there's this red carpet at the end of the red carpet. <laughs> I was, there was you. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we treat, them like, you know? we treat them like rock stars, man. And when, yeah. when, COVID's not, when it's not COVID, it's this huge, it's like this 2000 person venue that gets packed out every year. Um, T.I. performed, Common has performed. Um, um, Wyclef Jean has, has performed, right? Like, like these people come and they they pitch in front of the masses, man. And we have a big celebration at, at the end of it, and we they really get treated like rock stars for for sure. Like, like they walk around town in in, in Detroit, and like everybody, all the entrepreneurs want to make it to, to Detroit Demo Day. So if you if you made it to Demo Day, you got your truck, you know all of that kind of stuff. Then you know you 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 uh what what do they call it the uh big a uh, big show on campus or whatever that that yeah. uh. Uh, big man on campus, uh, yeah. Big man, big man on yeah. campus, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. And and and, Ken, and uh, Big Ken, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he was like in front of this bank vault and it, it was open and it had all this money in it. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a question for James, too, about uh, when you talk about Detroit, often when people talk about Detroit, especially now, they talk about yeah. uh, the real estate in, in Detroit. So that's right. one thing when she told me that, you know, you were in that area and I was yeah. going to ask you as an entrepreneur, I know you're into the the tech side and the app, but have yeah. you dipped into real estate and looked into that as well? As far as an entrepreneurship, yeah. I know a lot of times entrepreneurs have their hands in a bunch of different stuff. So yeah, you know, I heard that Detroit had a lot of real estate that, you know, mm -hmm. that you can, you yeah. can acquire at a cheap yeah, price. Yeah. I, I, a absolutely. Um, you know, Detroit went from uh, a city that was built for 1.2 million people. And because of a lot of the struggles that it's had to go through over the number of years, um, you know, 600,000 people. Right. And so what does that mean? That means that there's a lot of land and there's a lot of property and there's a lot of stuff just kind of sitting there vacant um, for people to be able to grab. I, you know, real estate's not my game just because I haven't had the time and the energy to kind of 
learn it and focus on it and do it the way I would really want to do it and do it right, you know, with, with that type of it, time and money investment. Uh, but I, I will say I have some other uh, colleagues and friends of that nature that that have, uh, you know, are, are making real estate plays it, it plays in Detroit uh, and it's paying out for them. Right. So it, it's one of those that you'll have to dedicate to it. You might have to put like some money behind, you know, depending upon the property, you know, it, it, how cheap you get it for and, you know, all in blight and all that kind of stuff. You may have to like fix it up. But uh, Detroit's on the on the rise and and the property value for for a lot of those properties are, are going up. So if you are looking at, at, at property in Detroit, now would be the time for sure, um, because it's, it's wide open. It's wide open. Are you going to Detroit, Big Ken? No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm always I'm always, you know, thinking about entrepreneurial, you know, ventures and things yeah. like that. And it's not necessarily for myself, but it might be for a viewer who might be yeah, in that true. area or somebody who's around that area that might be interested. In, or just interested you know, in real estate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People who are interested yeah. in real estate, you, you know, Detroit is a, is a good place for them to check out. So uh, I, I, I agree. I, I think that's a that's a good thing to mention. All right. So um, I want to make a statement and, a, and I, then I have a question. So the statement okay. is when you know, when we are able to kind of meet, you know, everyone get be in person, I would like an invitation to uh, Detroit Demo Day. I'm just putting that out there. All right. Done. <laughs> that's, that, that's done. You, you got to bring Big Ken with you, though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, yeah, I'll bring. Yeah, I'll bring. Yeah, you I can't go anywhere yeah. without me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I told him. I said, you know what? Now that you're my co-host, oh, I'm dragging you all around the world. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm her personal bodyguard. You can't Good. go anywhere without go. me. There we go. We, we putting it. We front row, right, right in front there of the stage. That's that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Tell, you know tell, what, tell you, me the performer you, that y'all would like to see at the end, and that, that way I can store it away already and just start. Oh, you know, I put. I'll put whoever that name is. I'll put the name in the hat and we'll start discussing. Who, who's gonna perform? Okay. Because that's always the hardest part, you know, just figuring oh, out someone, who's gonna get to yeah. perform that year. So I, I'll take any ideas on that front too. Yeah, I would say someone from, uh, and I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head, but it's probably someone that that I have on my playlist. Someone from Detroit. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. All right. That's a lot yeah. of artists, though. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I know. That's what I say. Yeah. You know, to hip hop this day and age, right. you know, Detroit. That's Detroit is, I, uh, is major when it comes to music. They they really hold it down on the music front. A lot, so, lot, lot of great artists from from Detroit. Yeah, um, and that's why I said I pro they're probably in my playlist, but I don't even know. Yeah. So and so because I, I don't we'll know. Think, it, we'll think. We'll think Detroit. I got you. Okay. You. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, just real quick about Detroit Demo Day. Um, are there plans to introduce this concept of this program to other cities? You know, people have asked me. People, people I asked you before have, too. Have, have asked <laughs> me to, to to bring the uh, Demo Day to to their city. Um, I'm down to do it as long as they put up the cash. You know, you gotta yeah. have you gotta have the money. The entrepreneurs gotta you know they gotta compete for something. So if there's an organization or a group or or, or multiple organizations that want to see something like that come to their city, I haven't um, pitched that to cities. Mm -hmm. uh, but if people hit, some people have heard about it through the grapevine. A couple people in Chicago, uh, a couple people in Atlanta actually, um, and and I, I think the. The Atlanta area that that those conversations are probably the stickiest right now because they're they're I think had it not been for the coronavirus we would have saw an Atlanta demo day this year. Oh uh, for, yeah, for, that would have been major. Those, those conversations were were picking up. Yeah. They, that that came up a lot. Um, 
I would be 1000% down to roll out demo day in, in any other city. I've got the playbook. I know like the back of my hand from, from doing it so many times now, uh, it's just the capital. So whoever, whoever's down to put up the capital, you know, I'm game. Okay. So um, back to the playing side app. I know you're on the road real quick, but you know, anytime I'm talking to an entrepreneur, I got to kind of pull the information out. Uh, uh, just share with the masses so you secure funding for the app and how daunting was this task because i know people are always people always think that every idea they have is going to you know they're going to get a, a ton of funding but it doesn't always work out that way how big of a task is it to get funding for a business or you know in the tech field well i'll tell you this um one thing that i that i've learned about fundraising for business <laughs> it's all about relationships mm -hmm. And that that's the reason why I, I really hope that I succeed with playing site because people don't just have built in relationships. They have to form them. And, and, and once people are familiar with you, people bet on the jockey, not the horse. Right. right. Like there's so many ideas out here. Everybody's got an idea. Some good, some bad. Right. Mm -hmm. What usually separates the people who like. Uh, get the resources that they need to be able to birth those ideas and then see them flourish is relationships. Uh, it just right. is what it is. And some people are have born with, with solid relationships, born with wealth, all that kind of stuff. Some people aren't. You have got to build solid relationships because these investors that are out here, they are going to invest into people that they know, like, and trust. Uh, and that just is what it is. And, and a lot of times when people say that they're struggling with fundraising and getting the money for their business, what they really mean is they're struggling with meeting the right people who can hear the, out their idea and get to know them personally, you know, to understand who they're betting on uh, uh, so that they can get their, their business funded. Because people people are funding people. They're not funding ideas. So so when some so OK, so when someone is looking for funding for their business, and, and they don't have um, they don't have the network or the resources like that you you know that you and I may have where's the first place that they that they need to look for that what would you suggest yeah yes for sure so like I would say like figure out a, a business or a person that has received funding that that their their idea kind of aligns with right like so like who do you know that has received some funding right or or, or even a business that has received funding that you're like you know what i want to be like that business one day mm -hmm. right and, and all of this stuff is usually public information so like if there's a if you let's say you're in the beauty business and there is another beauty business that you you know see on the news or something like that that's gotten half a million dollars in funding Find out how they got their funding, where they got that funding from, and then and then back into that. You know what I'm saying? Like like right. then start Google searching the the bit like because what what you're gonna find out is when you actually see who's writing these checks, they're gonna be org organizations and funders that you've never even heard of, that you never even knew it knew existed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And once once you start there with that research then you can start laying the season like, okay, all right, this is a fund that funded this beauty business. So that means that they're at least interested in funding beauty businesses. Let me see who are the people behind this organization. So you go to their website and then you were, oh, okay, well, let me try to add them on LinkedIn. You know what I mean? And then like, like they probably are going to add you because they don't know you because that's how LinkedIn is or whatever, but shoot that shot anyway. Right. Right. Like try to, try to add them, try to find a way, see who you've got connections with that can introduce you to those people because this is a people game and, and right. at, at the end of the day you need to 
find the trail for the money and figure out who's actually writing these checks and how can you form a line, a pathway to building a relationship with those circles? Because it's not easy and it is it is a grind. And, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I would say find networking events, find co-working spaces, find right. you know, all of these sites. So put yourself in the right room. We can't do that right now. Uh, so right. you got to be really, really creative um, during, during this time to be able to find that. But it starts with the people. Um, you know, the, the, the people are the ones that, that are writing the checks, the people, you know, you got to build relationships with the people because bad ideas get funded all the time. And why is oh, that? Yeah. It, it's because they knew somebody <laughs> that right. was down to fund their bad ideas. That is so true. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. I hate to be the bear of bad news, but yeah. unless you know the right people, it doesn't matter how good or bad your idea is. And I, I think yeah. that entrepreneurs need to understand that, right? Like they need to be prepared to say that, you know what? I may have the best idea in the world and nobody's going to fund it. So how can I be able to like bootstrap this thing and and bring revenue to the point where, you know, people are throwing checks at me. People are are, are chasing after me. And that, you know, it's a grind, man. It's it's a long game. Yeah. You know, it it is. And you know what? One thing that that I like about what you said is is the networking part of it. A lot of people don't want to do that networking part of it because they feel like there is going to be fruitless. But I you know, I totally disagree with that. I know one way is 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 how we met. We met through through networking and. You know, I I love technology, but there's part of the technology yeah. field that in, in terms of investing and, and finding funding that that I'm new at. And I asked you and I said, hey, can you mentor me? And it was all about networking, you yeah. know, and, and now here we are. We talk at least once a month, you know, just about stuff. And I think that, you know, I've, I've been on social media and I've and I've and I've linked in linked up with a lot of people and i totally yeah. agree with you when it when it's when it comes to you have to at least put one foot in front of the other and one of the things that you can do when do, in doing that is is the networking part of it because get on, think, get about it like this. think about it like this we met okay we're doing this show i'm gonna invite you and big ken out to detroit demo day who knows who y'all gonna be sitting next to at Detroit Demo Day? But had right. we not had me and you not talked on that one networking platform, and then we did this, and then you know, like one thing yeah. Lisa, like you can never take any conversation, any relationship, any introduction for granted right. because right. It, it builds. Uh, everything builds on, on top of each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh yeah. And, and you know that I think that that has been probably the differentiator for me and the game changer for me is that I'm willing to pick up every little crumb and then try to right, try to build, right. build up something from the crumbs. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Uh, because yeah. it, you know, everything, I just know that this is all a people game. And yeah. so I don't even oh, taste yeah. the money. I, I just try to build, build solid relationships. Yeah. And then I know I that. Love the, that. The I love that. Yeah. yeah I, I love that. Um, uh, real quick, when we talked um, a few weeks ago, you were, um, <laughs> You were busy, but you still took time out to talk to me. I know you were you were um, onboarding uh, content creators, and uh-huh. um, how is how is that going? I know that I put that in my journalism groups, and even you know was selling it to Big Ken. So how is that yeah. going? It's going great. Uh, I think we still need to we still need to hire a content contributor in the New York area, and we need one in the San Francisco area because those those are two target cities for us that that we're going to be focusing on. Uh, and the Atlanta area. So, so okay. still looking for three content contributors that I would hire between now and the end of the year. Um, okay. San Francisco, Atlanta, uh, and the, and somewhere in the New York area. Yeah. Primarily, like I would prefer like Brooklyn, you know, somewhere in there. But whatever. Um, so, so that we're we're still looking, but we we've hired a lot of them already. 
Oh, good. Okay. Cause I know that uh, big Ken and I were kind of posting it and we've been putting it out there because it's just, it's just another great way for people to get paid to use their, their creative yeah. juices and, and, and just right. keep their community informed of what's going on around them. I think that, you know, I think yeah. that's, uh, that's totally awesome. It's what they're doing already probably anyway. So you might, yeah, exactly. you know, might do it with us. Exactly. And we'll, we'll exactly. Exactly. Well, I know that you are on the road, but before you go, we always love for our guests to share a little advice with other entrepreneurs. And I get this question all the time, so I'm going to pose it to you. Um, What advice would you give someone who has a great idea, but has a fear of networking or they or they struggle with approaching someone to start a conversation about their idea? Yeah, that make sense. that does make sense. I, I would say start with people that you're comfortable with. It, it is it is hard talking to strangers. I, I I get that, and not everybody has a personality like like Tori, who who's never met a stranger before that will talk to anybody. <laughs> right? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be easy for, for people for people like Tori, like like big kids laughing because he know like that that's just how how, how Tori is. She's gonna put it out there. She, she she can talk to anybody, but not everybody is like that. So you have to start with people who you are comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? And then allow them to make introductions for you and you, you know, utilize them as much as possible so that you can get more comfortable going outside of your small circle, because chances are we got somebody in our circle who's outgoing and outspoken and like know some people. So, so utilize those people as much as you can. Um, But, but then also just park the fear. You know, you know, any anytime there's fear with anything that you're wanting to do, you're gonna have to overcome that fear for for you to have success. And I don't care what the fear is, like right. like you're just gonna have to park that fear. You know what I'm saying? But because fear fear is a barrier. You know what I mean? And it doesn't. It's not even real. Like it, it just exists in here. I think you know a lot of people are afraid of failure and afraid of rejection. Uh, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're gonna fail and get rejected every single day. Oh yeah, like, 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 for sure. So, so, so just own that, embrace that part of it. Like, get that on out the way. Like, so if you're afraid of fear, if you're afraid of rejection, uh, and you're afraid of failure, uh, then you might not want to be an entrepreneur, or just accept that that's gonna happen on a daily basis, and that's what you signed up for. You know what right. I'm saying? And so I think just accepting that, you know, will will take you a, a long way because now. When I fail or somebody's like, no, nah, I'm not interested in your app. Or if somebody says, no, nah, I don't want to you know, invest in your company, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just on to yeah. the next because that's uh, a exactly. part of I just understand that failure is a part of the game and so is rejection. And not everybody's going to want what you have. So, you know, I would say park the fear and, and start with your comfort zone and try to use your comfort zone to, to break further and further out as you can. Okay. Thank you so much. A million times over. I know you are on the road, but you know, like I always tell you before I get you off the phone, I really enjoy <laughs> chatting, <laughs> chatting with you. And I, and I want to say this um, before you go, I just want to let yeah. you know that I am really blessed that our paths crossed. Um, I think that it was all for, you know, you know, all for the right reasons. And, um, you know, I, and I can't wait um, to hear about more things about plain sight and, and, and what you're doing and you to kind of, you know, let me hold on to your coattail as I, <laughs> as I enter this big tech world with, you know, with the, with the app I'm working on. So I just want to say thank you so much and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking time out of your schedule to kind of just pull over for a minute and, and, and talk to us. And I know that, uh, 
we appreciate what you're doing, uh, especially with the entre- entrepreneurs and the communities. Thank yeah, no, no, th- thank you. Um, and and I, I again, I value relationships. So if it's just pulling over to have a, you know, to, to be able to do this so we can make it happen, I'm doing it just because, again, you never know. Like, you, you know, you you may meet an investor, right, that that may be interested in investing in plain sight one day. But if I if if I ruin our relationship then you know, you're not even going to be thinking about me. you know what I'm saying. So thank you for this opportunity to be able to talk about myself, talk about my business, talk about Demo Day. I appreciate any any any, any platform, all platforms. <laughs> I don't even know how many people are listening. I don't care if it's one person. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. So so thank you both for, for what you're doing and creating and creating platforms for entrepreneurs to be able to tell their stories and, and get get the word out about their things and and hopefully uh sooner rather than later uh you know who knows that everything in the world will be able to to you know fly out and yeah. see each other oh, and, and yeah, collaborate yeah. In some way shape yeah form that. That's gonna, so i'm looking that'll, forward that'll, to that too yeah that'll be awesome so, uh, absolutely thanks. absolutely um, thank you to learn more about the Plain Sight app, visit plainsight.app. Now, James, your mm-hmm. app is also on the Google and the uh, Apple. Apple. Yep. Okay. All yep. right. So. Yep. So uh, in your app store, whether it's Google or um, or Google or iOS, uh, just search Plain Sight, and it'll be the first thing that pops up in your in your app store. P L A I N S I G H T. Got it. All right. Well, you be safe on the road. And I look forward to talking to you once you get all settled and situated and unpacked. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Y'all stay safe. Peace. Okay. Bye. Awesome guy. Yeah, it's great super, energy, super a lot of yeah. good information. And one thing oh, that yeah. stuck out to me is one thing my mentors, all my mentors have ever told me, and to remember this, and a lot of people out there remember this as well. Sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he yeah, said exactly. he made it plain. Sometimes it's about your relationships with people. And you know, you can have the greatest idea in the world, but if you don't have anybody to to you know to help you along the way, then it's not it's just gonna be parked yeah, like the fear. That most of you all have as well. Yeah. So you know, a lot of a lot of good nuggets, a lot of good information to take away from the conversation. So mm-hmm. hey, y'all have to soak it all in. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you said, you gotta kind of put the fear by the wayside and just kind of mm-hmm. you know go for it because it's like I always tell my son, you know, yesterday is gone. It's not coming back. Whatever you said you were gonna do and you didn't get to, you know, it's yesterday's gone. You gotta, you know, and I know that sometimes he. Um, you know, and but it's not only him. You know, he just kind of has a, a a fear of, you know, he started a um, when before he left to go to college, he started a business, and one of the things that he was afraid to do was uh, approach a vendor to ask for products for his subscription box that he was doing. And I said, well, I can I can lead you, but I'm not going to do everything for you. You're going to have to put that fear aside. And and he did, and he did get the he did get the contract. But you know. You have to put the fear aside because you never say everybody's not going to say yes. Somebody's going to say no. And well, you just move on. My dad fixed me early. You know how he fixed me? <laughs> uh oh. He, he told me, he said, uh, when you're talking to those little girls, <laughs> somebody's going to tell you no. So as I got older, you know, and I would run into situations and stuff, and I'd be like, Dad, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, I'm not really confident about that. He said, if you ever talked to a girl before and she told you no, I said, yes, sir. So he said, well, same concept. People going to tell you no, 
just keep on going in the way, shoot the shot. So, yeah. hey, that's how I have to look at it. And that's yeah, how I that's looked at true. it from that point that's, on. Yeah, you know, that's a good just, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you're going to get told no sometime. Yeah. And you just have to shoot your shot. So, you know, yeah. you never know. Yeah. So anyway, that was, uh, that was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, James is full of such, I love his energy and he's full of information. And what's funny is that I'm always, you know, I'm always the one like, man, I know so much about business, but it's super awesome to meet somebody that knows more, you know, and, and always surround surround yourself with people who know more than you. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, in in talking to him, I, I always, always take, you know, always get something from him Mm -hmm. when, um, when we talk and, um, and I'm, and I'm sure, or at least I hope that he takes, you know, some information from me as well, but you know, it's just, it's just great to have met him. And I'm totally looking forward to, to Detroit demo day and and dragging you along with me. Uh, (laughs) Gotta gotta go to Detroit. Gotta, Hey, like I, like we were talking about, it's a lot of great artists from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I've never been to Detroit before, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, on next week's show, guess who's back? Michael Mm, Bishop. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah, he'll be, we'll have a, do a full interview with him. And for those of you don't know, Michael Bishop uh, was a former quarterback for K-State and the New England Patriots. And I remember watching the Heisman, uh, the you know, the Heisman uh, candidates. Presentation, I want to, yeah. to say show, but it's not really a show. Um, and he was uh, right behind Ricky Williams in the mm-hmm. voting. And yep. so, yeah, I, I remember I remember that. And. I am also his former agent advisor. And it's funny because he always says, you know what? You're still my agent advisor. So there are certain things that you still have to do. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Just, you know, everyone meeting him. He's such an awesome guy. And he's just one of the clients that I never had problems with. He's mm-hmm. just, you know, he was, he's, he's a good guy. Um, so looking forward to talking to him next week. That should be yeah, exciting. No, no holes bar. You could just ask him anything and he'll let you know. Oh yeah. You know, that's how we do. We, yeah. we just ask whatever. <laughs> Wait, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, tune in to next week's show. We'll have uh, Michael Bishop on here. So uh, yeah, if you would like your company to be on the KUTC business spotlight, send us a message on Facebook Live at KUT, I mean, on Facebook at KUTC Live. And remember, you can watch KUTC Live right here on Facebook every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Or if you missed the show, you can watch it on BlackLineEntertainment.com or on mm-hmm. FacebookLive.com. So, all right. So, at the end of every show, uh, we leave with a positive quote. And I love this quote. While it's small, it's still, uh, it's still relevant. And it's from the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, once you know what fail, once you know what failure feels like, determination chases success. Mm. Until next time. Make sure y'all keep up the conversation. Peace. Bye. Follow Keeping Up the Conversation on Facebook at KUTC Live.